welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asif Akani. My co-host is... Nabil Lalani. And then on today's show, we got a very, very special guest with us. It's Mr. Trey Sinclair, the founder, co-owner of Dry County Brewing Co. What's up, Trey? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about who you are, man. Yeah, so like you said, I'm over at uh, Dry County Brewing Company. We're in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, we got started up in 2016 here. Uh, been uh, been spreading spreading our beer, spirits, and cider around the state since then. Uh, we are the first brewery in Georgia to, to add spirits and cider to our portfolio. Uh, kind of dabble in, in all things alcohol, I guess. Uh, it might be a good or a bad thing, uh, depending on how you're looking at it. But we, uh, well, yeah, we... There you go. We spread it all across the state. We are a Georgia-only producer, so uh, you cannot find our products outside the state of Georgia, and that's something that we're really proud of. Uh, we're all Georgia natives and, and live here, work here, family here, friends here, and uh, that's where we like to sell our products. So uh, that's a little bit about us. Nice, nice. Um, and so so this today's episode is also all about Dry County, and that's all we're drinking. And um, we actually just cracked open the Lachusa. Is that that's Yeah. It's a yeah. artwork over here. Yeah, Lachuza is uh, one of our more popular beers, uh, especially in our tap room here. Uh, it is our Mexican lager. So, yeah, 4.8% alcohol, really classic in recipe uh, and, and brewing style uh, for that Mexican lager. Uh, you know, you can get a Modelo if you want, but I'd say it's more flavorful. Uh, local craft option there. And Lachuza is Spanish for owl. Uh, being in Kennesaw, oh. Kennesaw State University is right here. Kennesaw State Owls, uh, you can kind of tie into the sports motif of the all show as well. Um, we didn't want to be cheesy and just have a beer called Owl Brew, but uh, we felt Lachuza fit fit pretty nicely. I like it. I like I, yo, it. I love. I mean, a couple of things. One on the can, it says here premium Mexican lager, and I feel like that's what I'm drinking. Like it is a premium quality lager right here. Yeah. Um, two in the bill and I are trying to get some nice tacos after this. So this is a good appetite. There you go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect, the perfect taco Tuesday beer for sure. And then I love the owl thing. I love the Kennesaw thing. Just want to make a disclaimer: students at Kennesaw State University do not drink this beer if they're not of the age of, if they're not over the age of twenty-one. So in hundred percent for the alumni spirit <laughs> at KSU, baby. Uh-huh. Alrighty then, but yeah, no, I really, this is really nice. And are these are available in four or six packs? These are six packs, uh, draft and six packs. Nice, yes, yeah. sir. You can find these at a lot of Kroger's and Publix around the state, um, as well as all the independent liquor stores for sure. And uh, everything we're trying today, um, they're all available also to buy at your brewery as well, right? That is correct. Yep. So we sell all the six packs of our brewery. Uh, I believe we're gonna have beer wise probably ten bucks a six pack here at the brewery. Um, and usually on tap as well. And for the record, and we can talk about this now or later whenever you want to, but I was actually at the brewery over the weekend to pick this up. Um, one, shout out to Aaron from Crafted Consulting for making that happen, for making this happen. Two, shout out to your taproom staff, Trayman. They they did a really good job of just keeping the venue like running smoothly, and uh, they didn't know who I was. They were nice to me. They found out who I was. They were nice to me. Um, so no, and and I got to pick up this great hall of beers, and I yeah. like this. They were supposed to be rude to you once they found out who you were, but <laughs> no, that's cool. That's that's good. They were nice both both times. So 
that's awesome. Yeah, we're definitely lucky. We've got a great staff here uh, at the brewery and something we're really proud of. Uh, pride ourselves on is that customer service aspect for sure. So, so let's talk a little bit about the brewery. Um, so you guys are located in Kennesaw, you know, near Kennesaw State. Um, but let's talk about like, you know, current brewery, how everything's going, you know, with the current pandemic, social situation, you know, how is everything, how is everything running? How are you guys going about to making sure, you know, your clientele can have a great time, but also a safe time? Yeah, for sure. That's the, that's a million dollar question right now and, and has been for the past few months, I guess. But uh, when all of this COVID era hit back in late February, early March, I guess uh, no one knew how serious it was going to be, obviously, in hindsight, it's 2020. But uh, we were in a, a fairly lucky position, that uh, fortunate position. Being a brewery and a distillery, uh, we make ethanol, have ethanol on hand. Uh, we were able to shift a lot of our vodka production over to hand sanitizer uh, really, really early on and uh, been supplying hand sanitizer in bulk to the state of Georgia and the hospitals around the state of Georgia uh, since early March. So that's been really cool, a good way to give back. And at the, at the same time, on the flip side, it's been a way to keep all of our production employees uh, employed. And we haven't had to furlough anybody to this point, which has been, which has been awesome. That's amazing. Well, that's great. And I also want to say too, you do a lot with your product then you don't let any product go to waste as well, which is, you know, uh, something that a lot of breweries are struggling with right now, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. So from that standpoint, that's been great and, uh, man, it will help the community out. And then, um, then use that and leverage that in our tap room as well. So we have, if you notice them over the weekend, we have hand sanitizer stations set up throughout the tap room uh, where we're doing the six feet apart. We're doing the wear the masks. We're doing all that stuff the state recommends. Uh, but since we make hand sanitizer in-house, we also do have sanitizer stations uh, set up around the brewery. And we're doing everything we can to, to keep people safe, uh, but also stay open and, and keep our employees uh, paid and fed and all of that, right? So uh, it's, it's definitely a, a crazy world we're all living in right now. Absolutely. And I will add that, like, I felt when I was there, I was able to find my space when I needed it and I wanted it. So, and I was able to watch the Braves game, which was pretty nice, too. So, you yeah. know, like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have this next beer, actually, but I've been trying to try this one for a minute. And uh, Yeah, for sure. And, All right. So, um, as I'm about to crack this one open, um, how about you let us know what we're about to crack open? Yeah, so the pink can is uh, neon neon. That is our uh, our fruited Berliner. So it's our it's a year-round sour beer, blackberry and raspberry. Uh, it's great this time of year in the warm weather uh, that we are having. Uh, yeah, I'll let you get that that crack sound on camera there uh, on audio. But uh, yeah, it's uh, blackberry raspberry. Everything we do, uh, you know, we'll get into some other products later, ciders and, and vodkas and things like that. Everything we do is real fruit, uh, real ingredients. We don't use any extracts, anything artificial. Uh, and so with this one, it's real blackberry puree, real raspberry puree, uh, and it is a kettle sour beer. So uh, basically, too scientific, what that does is we drop the pH of the beer, make it really sour, acidic. Uh, it's going to be uh, tart and uh, effervescent on your on your palate. So yeah, go ahead and give that one a try. The uh, the kicker is too, it's a, it's a beautiful pink color, so it looks really nice as well. So it's tart, but it's not overbearingly tart. So we always have sure. a ruling on sours because there's we feel there's two different types of sours. They're both of them flavorful, but one is can be very tart, very flavorful, very adjunct-ish, where you can only have you know a little bit of it. You know you can't drink it all day. 
I feel like this one is one of those where you can sit there, watch a football game, have a few of these. You can sit at home, barbecue, and, you know, if you're not feeling, you know, the darker stuff during the barbecue during the summer by the pool, by a barbecue, then you could probably kill, you know, four or five of these and not even know what's yeah. happening. 100%. Yeah, so that's something – it is, you know, it has our year-round uh, – it is, it is tart as well versus uh, in-your-face – puckering sour right so it's sold in a six pack and you can drink a six pack if you wanted to it's four and a half percent abv so you're talking same alcohol level as your your domestic beers it's nothing that's gonna gonna knock you over or anything like that but full of flavor for sure hey i'm really digging this i gotta say the, uh, it, it reminds me of rosé you know like i look at it and i'm like all right sunday fun day um Easy yeah. It's got for sure. So we are going to sports in a second, but we do have to ask you, what are you drinking? Because you you ran and got a drink real quick. We want to know what you're drinking. Like everyone, yeah. what what do you, the people at Dry County drink? Yeah, I'm I'm all over the board on what I drink right now. What I'm drinking is our our high branch uh, hard cider. Uh, which I know you'll have a few cans of and we'll, we'll crack open a little later on, or you can jump into them now. It doesn't matter to me, but, uh, but honestly, after a long day, I've had a, I've had a few IPAs today. Those were the, those were the drink of choice. Uh, and so I'm, I'm leveling back a little bit into the cider here, uh, being a little later in the evening. As they say, monkey see, monkey do. Oh, yeah. oh, there you go. And I want to say, I was there over the weekend. I had, the the new hazy IPA that y'all put out the stable genius yeah yeah Dude, that is killing I like I want to come back just for that and the bill is something yeah. to come out there that's the I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you like the hazy we are uh, we can go ahead and tease we'll have a, a hazy IPA coming out in uh, in the market and in cans and kegs uh, probably in September time frame. Um, that's going to be based off that recipe that you had at the brewery this weekend. So not the same name, not the same beer, but, but definitely based off of it. So, uh, but yeah, what you guys are drinking right now is high branch hard cider. Uh, that is our for, first foray into the, the cider game, the cider business. Uh, just like I talked about with our sour beer with neon, everything we do is hundred percent real fruit, no extracts, no artificial flavorings. And so with this, it's a classic apple cider. Uh, but there are no added sugars. There are no apple flavorings. This is apple juice fermented with more apple juice added back. That's all it is. So, um, and I think you can taste that. It is a little less sweet than the national brands, you know, an Angry Orchard or something like that. Uh, but to me, that makes it more refreshing and something that you can drink a little bit more of uh, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a little dry, but it's, it's nice. Dry and crisp, you know, very, very easy. Yeah, I, yeah, I like this a lot. I feel like this is finally something where I can look at and be like, man, I don't want to drink another beer, but I want to have something that's just going to make me feel good. And this is it. Like, you know, like the Angry Orchard stuff. I mean, this is local. I like that, but I, you can taste the quality in it, the local, like, organic quality of it. And yeah. the color, I think, is great, too. Like, it's totally passable. Yeah, I gotta, yeah. So let's sure. get into sports a little bit. So yeah. you guys are near Kennesaw. So I'm assuming on Saturdays in a normal life, the KSU game is always on, always going. But, you know, what other sports, you know, and we can talk about just you, you know, you know, we are talking to you, you know, what are your teams? What are, what are your sports affiliations? Yeah. So sports wise for me personally, dry County aside, I'm a diehard Braves fan. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my my first and foremost sport. But I'm I'm an Atlanta native or you know Georgia native. Grew up in uh, in Kennesaw Woodstock area my whole life. So uh, Falcons, Braves, Hawks, you name it. I'm I'm everything Atlanta and Georgia. I uh, went to school out at UGA, so uh, I am a KSU fan. I'm also a UGA fan, so uh, owls and dogs all day for me. Um, but uh, right now, especially right now, it's uh, it's Brave season, even if it is a shortened 60-game Brave season. And uh, so last night hurt a little. Uh, the night before felt good, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see how the next next 58 go. So I or, uh, 57, whatever number we're at now. So. <laughs> how do you feel about Fulci being uh, def- uh, let go? Uh, I've been away from the news today. I obviously saw it last night, saw it happen. It felt a little odd to me that it happened that quickly. Right. Um, uh, you know, I'm interested to see what else comes out uh, about that, if there is other drama going on around the situation. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business uh, like anything else. And get someone else in there and give them a shot and see how they can do. I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend to be an expert on it uh, or a pundit. So. Uh, it is what it is. You feel bad for anybody that, that goes out and doesn't perform like they want to perform and, and does get demoted. But uh, as quick as it happened, you kind of want to suspect there might have been something else going on there. So that's just me being a, an armchair quarterback. So. Um, well, that's going to keep you on that armchair real quick. So how do you, uh, how do you feel about this season, like a 60-game season? I know everyone wanted there to be a season, but does it feel like, you know, let's say the Braves – win the world series is it a true world series in your mind is it a asterisk world series is it you know what are your thoughts how would you feel yeah i guess uh last year was an asterisk world series right and that's true and they're probably still still celebrating so <laughs> i'll uh i'll take an asterisk in a 60 game and uh and celebrate it yeah i'd rather i'd rather have the asterisk and, and win it than 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 not win it and not have an asterisk so we're playing, let's win it all, you know. That's kind of my my take on it. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah. would I have rather seen us have a 162-game season and not have the DH because I'm a purist and all that? Yeah, sure. Oh, that was but, a uh, question. So what are your thoughts yeah. on the DH, the man on second and the tenth, the uh, three batter minimum? Like, is baseball doing too much? Are you going to be mad if next year in the 162 you see similar rules still there? Or are you going to be like, hey, baseball is evolving. I'm going to try to evolve with it. Yeah. I personally think they're doing these because we will see them next year when it's 162, and now it's a great opportunity to, to test it out and not face the backlash. Um, do I do I love all of the changes? No, but do I get it? Yes. Uh, baseball is definitely, in my opinion, struggling and falling behind some of the other major sports where you have uh, these great superstars and the, this great entertainment value. Um, and you're losing a little bit of it in baseball and they're doing the things they feel they need to do and probably do need to do to, to improve that, whether it's man on second, speed the games up and get them over with quicker, uh, you know, or whether it's a DH to do the same thing or to bring more offense into the game. Um, you know, obviously I grew up a Braves fan in, in the nineties and, uh, with the world series and the pennants and all of that, and, uh, having that NL versus AL and the DH versus non-DH and all that, it was, it was awesome to see, but. Uh, maybe it is time to change it. Maybe it is time to, to get it going forward. Who am I to say? So uh, I make beer and, and, and hey. don't manage a major league hey. baseball club. So, yeah, right. who knows? Right now you're baseball's target demographic. So <laughs> right? that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you're the target demographic. So, you know, your word is bigger than you think. Um, I have yeah, a- and, 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 and from that standpoint, I mean, 
do I love it all? No, but uh, am I here for it? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna keep. I'm not gonna not watch because they're changing the rules. Um, I'm all. I'm all for it. Definitely, definitely. Um, so uh, before I crack, well, I'm gonna ask you another sports question, but first I'm gonna crack this IPA that you also brought, which I'm really yeah. excited about. Um, I am an IPA person, so when I saw this, I'm like, all right, IPA, let's do this. How about you yeah. talk about this a little bit? Yeah, so Dry County IPA, uh, which you are cracking right now in the green can, is our, call it flagship beer. Uh, this is the beer we sell the most of. This is the first beer we ever brewed professionally. Um, so the first year of our existence, this was the only beer that we had out in the market. So this was Dry County, um, and that's why it's called Dry County IPA. Uh, but this is a classic American IPA, a little more West Coast in style. Today, in today's market, you have, you could break IPA into 100 categories, but you could break it into two. Uh, you've got your classic West Coast, old school American IPAs, and you've got your, your new school hazy, uh, which is what you were talking about that you had at the brewery on Saturday, the, the hazy, uh, kind of softer, sweeter IPA. This is the, the former. This is that bitter in your face. Uh, citrus pine classic IPA uh, but that's what we're going for that's what we're known for and this is this is our best seller even still today five years later so Trey how, how often do you drink the uh, dry county IPA uh, I drank three pints of it today so I drink it uh, oh, I drink it every day probably for sure it's it's safe to say I've drank more dry county IPA than any other individual on the planet at this point uh, coming, being, being that i've had it i've had it for five years now so <laughs> coming up with the hat trick that's awesome um, yeah so the sports question that i kind of teased before you cracked this um you said you're a uga and a ksu fan do you think we're gonna have college football this year oh man that's a uh you know there's there's uh it's tough Tough question to answer. It's hard to answer it with your head and not with your with your heart, I guess. But uh, I I think we will have some form of college football this year. Uh, will we have a full season? Will we have bowl games? Will we have SEC championship, national championship? I don't know. Um, you know, early reads on to and and again, I don't get to follow the sports news as much as I would like to be completely honest with you. But uh, early reads of seeing how a lot of SEC schools were putting schedules out there with uh, UGA, for instance, standard start date, uh, all online learning after Thanksgiving. Uh, that kind of lines up with football season, right? So it's kind of like, hey, let's come to school for football season so the athletes can be here and play and the students can be here for the games. Then let's go home uh, and distance like maybe we should the whole time. But, uh, yeah, so that kind of leads me towards they want to do it, but I hear more and more rumblings around – uh, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think we'll see pro football. I think we'll see NFL. Um, I hope we see college football. Uh, but will we? I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I'm personally open to them pushing college football to start in February, you know. Because in, um, in uh, I believe, uh, California, they already moved the high school football to start in February. So, I'd be yeah, – I saw a few – I think a few states now have done the, the high school football push date. I don't know if they've all gone as far as California has, but – uh, push the dates back at least a month or so. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting for sure. And then yeah, college. Uh, could you could you have it play then? I don't know. So many of these universities depend on football for the monetary side of it. Uh, K 
can you completely cancel it? Probably not. You got to push it somewhere. And and some of these schools where maybe football is not the breadwinner um, or the only breadwinner, can they get rid of basketball or do they have to push basketball to another season that they're not normally used to playing in? Basketball is already hurting for all colleges because they missed out on a billion dollars. So. Yeah, for sure. And our city did. And, you know, yeah. being here in Atlanta, that was rough. And being a brewery here in Atlanta, that was rough. The, you know, the Final Four is bigger than the Super Bowl in terms of beer sales uh, for the city that hosts it. So um, that was a huge – that kind of kicked off COVID for us as a brewery and as a beer industry was uh, Final Four. Was, that was kind of the, the wake-up call of, wow, this is going to be real and going to impact because that's, you know, billions of dollars in economics, right, that no one was going to cancel for nothing or for something that wasn't real or, or big. So, um, yeah, we've been feeling it since the Final Four, and we'll probably be feeling it come next Final Four, to be frank and honest. So, it's, uh, it's crazy. Final also lines up with St. Patrick's Day, which, you know, it isn't just about, you know, St. Patrick's, all about drinking beer. So Yeah. Yeah, it was a big beer holiday that took a hit. Then you got Cinco de Mayo, it was a big beer holiday that took a hit. Y'all drank La Chusa earlier on. Lechuza does great during the Cinco de Mayo holiday. It's a local Mexican lager. Um, you know, that took a hit, and, and uh, we felt that. But we have been fortunate um, from the beer side that uh, the local community, Kennesaw and Greater Metro Atlanta, have been really supporting us throughout all this and coming out to the brewery, buying fine some six-packs and, and purchasing us at the local grocery stores and package stores and bars and restaurants that are open and that sort of thing. So we're, uh, we're definitely feeling the love from, from the locals for sure. Real quick, you said Lachusa is available at Kroger and Publix. Um, what about what other beers are available at the local grocery stores for y'all? Yeah, so in, in a lot of Kroger's, you can find that Dry County IPA and the Lachusa Mexican Lager. In a lot of the Publixes, you can find those two beers as well as the Neon Neon. Uh, uh, COVID has definitely impacted grocery beer for sure. There's what's called a reset. Um, once a year in Georgia where all the beers on a grocery shelf uh, get reset and whatever Kroger, Publix, or Ingalls, or whoever feel Whole Foods feels is going to be popular that year gets put on the shelf and it stays there for a year. Uh, that whole reset got pushed, canceled, changed this year because of COVID because they usually happen in March or April. So um, 2021 is going to be a big year for us and a big year for a lot of breweries and that it'll be the first reset in two years uh, to get on the shelf. So we got a lot of, a lot of cool things, a lot of them that you're drinking right now that we want to get on the shelf um, and hopefully will. Uh, but Georgia is a great independent beer wholesaler retailer state. And uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of love from the independent retailers around the state. Those uh, corner package stores, mom and pop package stores, liquor stores, whatever it may be. And, uh, and we love partnering with those guys and seeing our products on their shelves as well. Nice. Uh, awesome. Um, so I was going to ask you, do you, would you, should I go with the, uh, should I go with the bourbon ale or should I go with the vodka? Well, let's stick with let's stick with the bourbon ale and just finish out the beer side of things. All right. Um, and then we can uh, then we can jump into the jump into the vodkas there because they are definitely going to be a different different taste profile for you. Um, but yeah. So um, okay, uh, well yeah, we're about to open this bourbon ale. You're going to tell us about that. And Trey, um, two questions I have for you, and I'll ask them again because you don't have to remember both. But the first one is. What is your day-to-day like as, you know, at the brewery? Like, what are you in charge of? What are you thinking about? What, I mean, what's it like to be you, essentially? And you've kind of talked about what it's like to be you in COVID. But obviously, that's like a different layer of, like, the stuff you already had to do, right? So, 
I'm just going to think about like what role do you play in making the beers that we have been drinking so far already? Yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a good question. That's a big question. I'm uh, in charge of everything and in charge of nothing, I guess, all at the same time. So I, uh, my day-to-day is different every day. Um, we have a great brewery team. We've got a great taproom team who you met. We've got a great sales team who are out there in the market hitting bars, restaurants, liquor stores every day trying to sell our product in. My job is really uh, to kind of bring all that together and make sure we're making the beer we need to make to get on the shelves for the sales team to sell it. Uh, Working with our wholesale partners, we've got great distributor partnerships around the state of Georgia uh, that help us move our product and sell our product. And then getting with our retail partners. Uh, You know, I'm I drink three pints of Dry County IPA today. That's part of my job is getting out to bars and restaurants and and meeting with these folks who are, they're fighting through the same struggles we are right now with COVID. Uh, You know, what are they doing to keep customers and, and partners and employees safe and at the same time sell product and so getting out there and working with them and you know being hand in hand with them as they're they're trying to work through this we're trying to work through it um and and what can dry county do to help and uh that's a big part of what i'm focused on right now uh frankly bigger than anything is how can we as an industry as a local craft beer and craft beer retailer come out of this stronger than we came into it and uh and really be here for our employees and also our customers um, and so a lot of what I do is get out there with our retailers and our wholesalers uh, day in and day out and just talk through current events and what we can do and, and change and, and brainstorm on it. And uh, that's kind of a soft answer and a, a, you know, a cloudy answer, but that's, that's really what I do on a, a day in and day out basis right now. Um, the, uh, that's that's the, the long and short of it, I guess. You're the biggest cheerleader in the brewery right now. And then I mean that in a great way and in, in like the most admirable way possible, really. And uh, why don't you let us know about the, uh, the bourbon ale? Like, um... Yeah, so that, that bourbon ale you're drinking, that's probably our most unique beer that we produce on a year-round basis. Um, we're definitely the only local brewery doing something like this. Um, one of the only in the nation, probably, and it's uh, not that it's hard or, or crazy to do, but it's just different. Um, I tell people it's, it's Kennesaw bourbon ale. We don't uh, age the beer in a barrel. We age the barrel in the beer. Um, so what we do is, uh, it's Kennesaw bourbon ale starts its life as a strong amber ale, seven and a half percent amber ale. Uh, but then, uh, being a distillery, we have a lot of bourbon sitting in barrels and whiskey sitting in barrels. Uh, what we do is we take oak chips, uh, from that, those barrels, that barrel process, and we put them in the fermenter with the amber ale, those oak chips. So instead of putting the amber ale into a barrel, we take the barrel, chop it up, put it into the fermenter. And what that does is a lot of surface area. Uh, that oak sits in the beer for about two weeks during fermentation, three weeks during fermentation, uh, imparts a lot of that oak vanilla bourbon character to the beer without making it super overpowering. So as you're drinking it and smelling it and as it's warming up, you might get some of that oak vanilla bourbon toffee, uh, but it's not going to be overpowering to you. So you could drink one, two, three of those pairs great with red meats, with smoked meats, uh, with things like that. Um, but at the same time, you can have a couple of those while you have a hamburger, while you have a steak, while you have barbecue, um, and it's not going to have to replace that steak or barbecue. Um, so that's that's the Kennesaw Bourbon Ale. Um, it's something that we're uh, we're really proud of, and again, it's fairly unique and is not our best seller. Uh, you know, that's we'll choose if that's Dry County IPA, uh, but it's up there. It's in the top five, and it, it moves pretty well for us. And uh, it's something that that's a nice change of pace uh, here and there. 
and it's uh, sitting at 7.5%. So, you know, it, you know, it's not that bad for a darkerish beer and it actually drinks lighter than a seven and a half. So that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah, for sure. I really like this. I was really excited to try this when I saw it. When I took a good look at the I realized like, oh, okay, this is going to be some different. I think change of pace could have actually been a great name for this beer. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It really is like that, but I like it. Um, another question I have for you before we start would be like, as far as the the identity that the beers take on, you know, you talk about what you're doing for the brand and getting out there into the market. But as far as the identity that the beers take on and maybe the way, like, for example, this one was made, um, what decision-making, what conversations do you guys have as a staff, as a team? Like, this is a dry county brand versus just like, oh, any old brewery could make a bourbon barrel-aged beer sort of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a that's a really good question. It's a really tough question. Because um, that's the thing with beer, right, is that, you know, there's nothing stopping another brewery down the street from, from making something very similar to us. But uh, all of our beers, we feel like they need to be incredibly authentic to who we are um, as a team, as a brand, and as a brewery. Uh, and so, you know, going back to Lechuza, we have a ton of uh, Mexican and Latino ties to our brewery. Um, and those play out and can be, in my opinion, felt and tasted throughout that beer and how authentic that it is. Uh, we don't cut corners. We don't change things up. We don't Americanize things um, in, that, in that process. With Kennesaw Bourbon Ale, uh, somewhat similar is that, you know, we are one of the only breweries in the state. We were the first brewery in the state uh, to also be a licensed distillery. So there's a lot that we can do with bourbon, with spirits, with barrels that other breweries can't and, uh, or don't and, and can eventually and will eventually potentially. But, um, there's a lot of things at our fingertips that we might as well leverage and use. And, and, uh, if our goal is to make the best beer we possibly can, uh, you know, we're only hurting the, the consumer if we don't use everything we've got, uh, to make these, these really good beers. So, uh, for us, it's all about, it's all about using what we have and, and, uh, you know, leveraging all of that and being authentic and, and true to ourselves and the beers. And uh, they're all beers that I love drinking. And I think that that is something also that's important. We don't make beers that, that we don't want to drink, that I or the brewers or the sales guys don't want to drink. So um, everything we're doing from a brand standpoint is something that we're really passionate about, that we can get behind and meet you guys in a bar anywhere you want in the state and drink them with you and be completely happy to do it. So uh, that's, that's how we approach that. So... Um, and you were talking about the spirits and distillery part of part of everything. Um, so how many beers do you normally like, or are there beers that are available or will be available that it's a full everything, you know, it was brewed, you know, it was brewed here. It was put in a barrel that was, you know, where a, where a whiskey was, you know, aged here, same beer was brewed here. Same barrel was aged here. Beer went to that barrel. It was aged. And now you're trying it. Everything in house. Do you guys have beers like that? We do. We try to put out probably one a quarter that are uh, that are like big stouts that are then aged in barrels that were used here for our spirits production. So kind of full circle, touch the beer and the spirit side, and then be a beer again, full circle. Um, probably one a quarter is what we're shooting for right now. Um, you know, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Uh, sometimes they're weirder, more intricate and delicate beers, and sometimes they're pretty straightforward bourbon barrel stout here's what it is and it's ready to go um 
but yeah, we do, we do that every day. And then I think, you know, there's so much more, uh, with having that liquor license, that distilling permit that, uh, we learn and we transfer through osmosis or whatever, right across the two beer and spirits that you might not see. It's a beer aged in bourbon barrels, but it's a beer that's inspired by the, the bourbon process or this, you know, this liqueur process or whatever it may be um, that that just having that other manufacturing facility in house process in house uh, really adds value and really adds uh, creativity to the process of our beer. Um, Even if, even if spirits aren't necessarily directly involved. Right. You may have the flexibility to make a spirit that's a little more vanilla front just because you want to age it into a barrel that it's going to be more vanilla front. Yep, for sure. So when's the next one that's dropping? Like, um, or is there one that just dropped recently or? In terms of beers? Uh, that, like a, a, a barrel aged stout or. Oh, uh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So we do a line of, uh, of barrel aged Imperial stouts called bone music. Mm-hmm. Um, and bone music is about 11% Imperial stout aged yeah. in different barrels. Uh, I think we still have it on draft right now. Uh, all of the package is, has sold out, but um, at, that beer is one of the most delicious barrel-aged beers we've done, and we'll have another variant, another version of it coming out later this year. Okay. Uh, awesome. But it's a, uh, it's it's definitely a, a delicious beer, and it's one too that uh, we'll have a version coming out, kind of March timeframe next year. So like one year anniversary of of COVID that when COVID first hit and there was a lot of uncertainty around, will alcohol sell, will beer sell, or to your point earlier, you have to buy a bunch of it back, is it going to go bad? Uh, we didn't want to brew all these IPAs and lagers and things that we had no, we had so much uncertainty about. So we went ahead and brewed a big Imperial Stout and put it in a barrels that we knew it could sit there for a year. And uh, what we did with that, we went ahead and pre-sold all the bottles um, that the public knew they wouldn't be available for a year, but they could go ahead and buy them. And uh, a big percentage of that, those sales went directly back to our uh, tasting room staff, our bartenders who uh, were suffering from, from not having customers in the tap room for those, those one, two, three weeks that we were shut down um, as we initially started. So that's going to be a cool one to release next March. That'll be a, a good celebration. Uh, you know, all the bottles have already been sold, already been uh, paid for, and that money's already been dispersed to the staff. Uh, it'll be cool to be able to open those beers and celebrate it with the folks who help the staff get through those, those really hard times. Definitely. That, that, that's hey man, amazing. If you got, I just want to say selfishly real fast. If you got any more of those and they're for sale, let us know. Cause we'll come get some. I'll come. Yeah. We'll definitely yeah. Come get some for sure. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can see if we can find some here in the back. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, so as uh, we're going to start wrapping up, uh, we did uh, one, we want to know, do you have, guys have any like events or any type of not necessarily events, but like anything coming up that, you know, our listeners should know about where they can come visit you guys. Yeah, the uh, the event side of things is obviously tricky right now, right? You don't want to you don't want to make too big of events and get them out there and, and get any backlash or or negatively contribute to to continuing to to perpetuate the the disease, the virus, right? So um, no uh, no large events planned right now. We are gradually getting back out there into having food trucks, having live music from time to time. Uh, but again, events where we can still manage the social distancing mm-hmm. and the sanitization and that sort of thing. So uh, early September is historically our anniversary week. Uh, we're going to change that up and do that a little different this year. Okay. Uh, 
details aren't aren't finalized yet, but but definitely keep an eye out for early September. Some some cool stuff coming your way from us for from an anniversary perspective. Awesome! Excited about that. Really excited about yeah. that. And um, we did just crack one of these dry county spirits. Uh, I believe this yeah. is mango peach and lemonade. So uh, yep. awesome! Really excited about that because he he didn't let me finish my drink. <laughs> open. So yes, we've got a, a mango peach lemonade. We've got a blueberry lemonade. Uh, both of which are extremely popular. We sell them in six pack cans. Um, we've got them on tap in the tap room. If you if you come in, we also have them in slushy form in the tap room. Oh. Um, yeah, so they're great this time of year, as as warm as it is. But these are kind of a game changer for us. It's something that's that's completely unique to us as a brewery, in my opinion. Uh, these are nine percent ABV. They are real vodka. Uh, they are vodka with real fruit. So the one you're drinking, mango peach, it's mango puree, peach puree, 100% lemon juice, uh, blended together with vodka and water to create a, uh, you know, almost kind of call it like a lemonade soda mixture that's mango flavored, um, delicious, and uh, and a really cool change of pace. It's something that's different. It's not a straight uh, bourbon cocktail. It's not a hazy IPA. It's its, its own category. So Right. Um, it's a lot more blended, it seems like. So, at the, I call these drinks dangerous because uh, you can't taste the vodka. You can just taste the deliciousness. So yeah, that's why I tell everyone is uh, you drink one, you'll swear it's zero percent. You drink uh, you drink two, and you know it's every bit of nine. So right. it's, uh, yeah, one is one is uh, one is misleading, and two is incredibly sneaky. So so, so the magic number is one and a half, everybody. Yeah, yeah, for me at least, I, I might be a light with the. I doubt that with the uh, with the IP, <laughs> but all right, be safe. Then. Yeah, this is phenomenal, man. I really got to say, like, I love that. I mean, what's the difference between making a beer like this or making a can like this versus making a canned beer, right? Because obviously there's differences to consider there. Um, so, like, what can you tell people about that process for, like, the beer nerds you are still listening or whatever, you know? Yeah, uh, similar processes and different processes all at the same time. We use all of the same equipment we use for beer to make our vodkas and our spirits. So they they rest in the same fermenters, they run through the same canning line, uh, all of that. But I guess something that would be different about it is it's obviously it's a spirit, so there's no yeast involvement. Uh, beer and, and cider as well are very yeast driven. And the production and the flavor profile is all about managing that yeast, making that yeast happy in order to get a really good tasting IPA, a really good tasting cider. Uh, vodka, it's really, once you have that vodka produced and there, it's really just about your blending techniques, um, your flavor profiles that you're going for, the recipes you've developed, and then uh, quality control throughout the whole process, not cutting corners um, and, uh, and all that. And that's something that we're really big on is, is not cutting corners. Is, uh, if a beer's not ready, it's not ready. If that vodka is not ready, it's not ready. We're not rushing things to meet a production uh, cycle or to meet a distributor's order or retailer's order it's when when the product's ready it's ready and we'll get it to you um and we're trying as hard as we can but we'll uh we'll make sure that quality's first and foremost so uh you know to the beer nerds i think there's there's a lot of overlaps there's a lot of similarities quality is still first and foremost uh we use a lot of the same equipments it's just it's less yeast driven it's more process driven um and those are really the kind of the, the big differences there 
I just yeah. want to say this is the ultimate party beverage. Yeah, this is right delicious now. right now. So yeah, yeah, and I love them over ice, uh, but you can drink them straight up too. You can drink them out of the can. You can pour them in a cup. Yeah. Uh, blueberry is equally delicious. Blueberry is a little more popular than mango, uh, but they're both equally delicious. Uh, in my opinion, mango is a little sweeter. Uh, or sorry, blueberry is a little sweeter. Mango is a little more citrus. Uh, but yeah, everyone's palate is different. Now in the slushy option, do you have an option to mix the two flavors together? Cause that is a million dollar question right over there. We, we definitely do. It's a, it's kind of one of those off the menu items, uh, but go. you can definitely get a swirl between the, the mango and the peach. Nice. And then, uh, we always have a couple, uh, slushy options that are, uh, that are unique unto themselves as well. So right now I think we've got like a cranberry limeade slushy. And uh, I'm going to have like a grapefruit slushy as well. But I uh, always have a couple of slushy options that are different and unique. But the, the mango and the blueberry are always there. And they're always delicious. And you can always blend them. That's, all, that's amazing. Awesome. Um, no, uh, thank you so much for everything over here. This, these tasting these beers have been, have been amazing. Um, definitely next time, you know, I do see a Dry County IPA. Definitely going to be drinking that all day. You know, that was, do. That was great. Awesome. You got something to say? Yeah, so I got I got two more questions for you. One, we probably should have asked this at the beginning, but essentially, but where does the name Dry County come from? I don't know if we ever really got to that part, but can you tell us real fast where that name comes from? Yeah, real quick, and I wish I had a better better story for you guys, but uh, I, I mentioned I went to UGA out in Athens, and I got into craft beer uh, being handed, handed a terrapin, uh, the craft beer out there that was the only local brewery there at the time i was unfortunately handed that beer when i was 19 so uh, my really bad fake id didn't give me a lot of really good craft beer because terrapin ids dry county ids uh that's that's on the record um it was easier for me to buy the ingredients to make beer and homebrew than it was for me to try to sneak into terrapin so uh everywhere back then for me and my buddies felt like a dry county because uh, we couldn't get beer. So everything we homebrewed back then, we called Dry County IPA, Dry County Stout, Dry County Porter. When uh, we started Dry, what is now Dry County, I uh, kicked around a bunch of names, but I'm not creative and uh, all the names were horrible. So just settled back on Dry County and uh, that's where we ended up. And a lot of people like the name. A lot of people think, it, think it's clever, think it's funny. Uh, I wish I had a better story, but I do like the name and that it oh, no. does uh, – it, it, there that now those homebrew buddies who are, are not involved with the company, but uh, you know they can they can still see the beer on the shelf somewhere on the internet somewhere and and kind of uh, you know recollect and think back to those homebrew days and that's pretty cool for me. For that's sure. amazing. So um, and anyone who's under twenty one, this is a fair warning. Apparently, you can buy the ingredients for beer under twenty one. So do not do that. Do yeah. not do that. Don't do that. Or if you do that, brew it, but don't drink it. Exactly. Yeah. To us. We'll drink it for you. And we'll review it. <laughs> um, no, Dry County, I love the name, man. I, I, I think that's really special. Um, and actually, that's an, uh, that's an awesome, that's a badass story. Don't, don't, under, don't, don't undersell that story. That's a badass story, actually. Um, you won't sell me a beer? I'll make my fucking beer. That's a badass <laughs> story. Don't, under, don't undersell that story again. <laughs> Noted. Uh, all right, sorry, I got one more sports question for you, actually, and then we'll just allow you to give your promo, and then we can get out of here. My sports question is, what is your favorite UGA memory? UGA football, basketball, but what is your favorite UGA sports memory from when you were on campus, before, after, whatever? Tell us about it. Yeah. Uh, it's Honestly, it's an easy one. I was there 
uh, for the first blackout game with Auburn. Um, and that was uh, that was the loudest I've ever heard a stadium of any size for any sport. And uh, the craziest moment I've ever seen, you know, you would come out on the field in the red jerseys, center jerseys, and then uh, we uh, we go back into the locker room, come back out for kickoff in black, and uh, the stadium just went insane. And then we went on to, to dominate the game as well. So that was uh, that was definitely my favorite on-field sports moment for sure uh, while I was there at UGA. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. No, I remember where I was that night. So epic, epic night. Um, yeah. Okay. And then the last thing is, is, is there anything else you'd like to add? Tell the people who you are, where they can find you. Just give it, give it to us all. Yeah, no, I think uh, definitely, definitely search us out on social media. Dry County Bruco is uh, our handle on most, most every social media and drycountybruco.com is our website. Uh, if you go to drycountybruco.com, we also have a product locator on there. You can type in your zip code and what product you're looking for. And you can find if blueberry lemonade is close to you in a liquor store or dry County IPA is close to you in a liquor store um, and go from there. So definitely search us out, come see us here in Kennesaw at the tap room and uh, definitely, definitely uh, appreciate you guys having me on and, and cheers to everybody. My glass is empty now, but I'll still, I'll still cheers you. So is ours. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah. Y'all have a good one. You as well.